1: Where do I get sex toys? The answer is discreetadultlife.com. D-I-S-K-R-E-T, adultlife.com. All right. So what's so great about it? They hand select products for you so, so you don't so get overwhelmed. For the indecisive out there, you don't have to go to a superstore and be like, oh my God, what do I get? The Benoit balls, the anal beads, you know, which type of anal, there's right, 400 get, different types of anal beads. You get the
2: idea. But I got to tell you something. This is approved by me because I have looked at the website and I've...
1: My mother is in love with this website. I personally own 50% of the products already. Their whole thing is that they want to take pleasure very seriously. So you can expect that the toys that you get from this website are going to be really high quality. They're going to last you a long time. Here's the
2: best part. They're willing to price match any of the major retailers.
1: And you get 15% off when you mention promo code MOM at checkout. This it's, is this is going to be the cheapest place for you to buy sex toys. It's called Discreet. But it's spelled the German way. D-I-S-K-R-E-T. Adultlife.com. Enter promo code MOM for 15% off. Booyah!
2: I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to
1: me like three times.
0: As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it
1: resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Potter. And I'm Karen Lee Poter. My mother is a self-proclaimed sex expert and cougar.
2: And my son is a stand-up clown. A stand-up clown! <laughs> <laughs> I meant my son is a self-proclaimed stand-up mime and clown. But I guess I you might be a stand-up I'm clown. I'm a stand-up
1: clown for sure. Uh, we host this podcast where we talk about sex because it's not talked enough about in our society and we're trying to figure it out. And in this episode, we certainly do. (laughs) This episode is incredible. We have a guest on the show named Kira Cheers. She is an Australian photo-based artist, and she explores the themes of connection and sexuality within urban dating culture. And she wrote a book called The List. The List is unbelievable. Okay, so here's what happened. This guy named, that she refers to as Kay, chronicled all of his sexual encounters. He gifted her this list on her 27th birthday. And she went and interviewed and photographed all of the women on this guy's list of people he's had sex with.
2: It's unbelievable. It is so freaking hot. It's sexy. She, she, mom got turned on by it. I definitely got turned There's no question. It's like, it's hotter than 50 shades of gray. That's for sure.
1: And the the photos are incredible, but the story underlying it and, and how this guy has changed and how these women found this guy is just absolutely phenomenal. And the different viewpoints that they had versus the letter K. Totally. And it raises a bunch of questions for us about, and, and she prompts it. In her book, she starts it by asking,
0: How many people have you had sex with? What would they say about you? What would your life look like as seen through the eyes of your former lovers?
1: Mom, do you want to uh, just go through these questions with me? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the first question is, how many people have you had sex and with? And
2: she defines sex as actual penetration.
1: Which we've talked about with other sex educators. It's not necessarily the case for everyone. And in in, in, in in the context of this book, she needed to confine it in a certain way, so she decided to penetrative sex well apparently that was his list his list yeah, yeah yeah i guess he was the one containing it to that okay mother your turn
2: how many people have i had sex with now i've lived a lot longer than you oh and the disclaimers are already beginning and some of them were before some of them were more after jesus christ right, so 20 20 wait will you think that's a lot or a little Um, uh, i'm in my 50s young man
1: yeah, I. And that's not that many. That's yeah, not as many I as think, I thought. <laughs>
2: what, what did you think I was a goddamn whore? What well, mean, that I was as thinking, many as
1: I thought. What yeah, do you think I mean, that was like a <laughs> hundred? I mean, you call yourself a, a sex expert, so it would what does that mean? That I experience have
2: experience? It doesn't mean that I'm like sleeping with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. That's true. Okay, and so I, I was married. for No, twenty is a good 21. number. Twenty is a very
1: good number. I'm glad it's only twenty. <laughs> Thank God it's only and that twenty. That
2: included my current boyfriend and my husband.
1: Twenty is actually a lot when I think about you what in this the situation. Heck? It's a lot. I, I, you never want. you know, are you a judgmental? Son? I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying you don't <laughs> want to hear your mom having sex with twenty different guys. One of them was your father. All right, so that's so nineteen other ones. All right. Anyway, mine. Yes. I'm. I, I think I lied to the pickup artist community when they asked me because I, I. Well, think you had I to felt like 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 such put on a bravado there. but yeah, yeah. Go on. I'm guessing between 10 and 15.
2: And Okay, that's not a lot. That's a lot.
1: You think that's a lot?
2: You had almost as much as me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: but that's kind of yeah, why so I, I, I thought. So you're a little slut.
2: Oh, thank you, mother. <laughs> I'm very proud of your numbers. 10 to, 10 to 15. I didn't know that you had that many. I thought, well, yeah, I pretty much did because you three of them were just in New York alone.
1: What You don't need to count my numbers. All right, let's move on. What would they? So the next question that she poses is, is, "What would they say about you? The people you've hooked up with?" That I was phenomenal in bed. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> <laughs> what would you, What would they say about you?
1: Not the same. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I actually we've interviewed some that, and wh- who have they said, all like the way? Not you- all. A lot of them talk about how there was a lack of control of my ejaculation. Uh, No, that was
2: your paranoia that you thought that they were going to feel bad about
1: that they were going to feel bad
2: Yeah, they were going to, that they weren't happy with that but i think that was mostly in your mind because you were able to like get it up again right away like a little actually rabbit.
1: actually in this book the list there was a yeah there was a, a moment where they that. were talking about how this guy came quickly but then was able to get it back up yeah and brought, you, we had very similar experiences i actually
2: was thinking about you when i read that
1: oh I'm, I'm so happy when you hear about premature ejaculation you think of your son
2: we could have offered him some tips and promescent it's and things not like that, that
1: yeah it's not that bad if you if you're able to get it back up again real quickly so,
2: yeah, a little promo. Because then pro- the
1: stamina, you yeah. you gain a lot more stamina. I would
2: like to give a little promo for Promescent. You'll get a discount if you go to com, enter code mom, and you'll
1: be able to get some help for that if you have any kind of premature ejaculation Yeah, I'll numb issues. your dick a little bit. So what would they say about you, mom? You just, I told you. What, what would they it? say about you? Um, hmm. Oh man, you know I think they we have had so many different experiences they probably they would I don't think there would be a uniform response. You they wouldn't say you were their best ever. Uh, maybe some would. I think they would all say that I was uh, a giver, for sure. I wonder if Please say that I wonder if you are a giver. I think when I was starting off though, I wasn't necessarily I was kind of like just trying to figure it out, like just how to find the hole. Yes. It was a very <laughs> experimental situation. Yeah, so I, I think I mean, now they probably, now they would probably say they were much more of a giver. But I think that there was a a learning curve for sure.
2: I think it's just in in our personalities that how you are in life is going to be how you are in the bedroom. That's why during, when I was reading this book, I was thinking to myself, the guy, he seemed very self-centered and very involved with his own orgasm, but not all that concerned with the women in the book. So I couldn't imagine that in real life
1: he's much of a giver but you know but then maybe. but then you hear about yeah. th- this date he, the last chapter this date he went on was he was extremely giving and thoughtful and so you kind of I think it totally depends on the person's relationship to you. Yeah. If it is this casual sex type thing I don't I mean, know I don't, I don't know. know if you can even expect I mean you can I don't know how much you should expect if if it's like a one-night stand
2: I think you gotta if you know what even if it's a one-night stand you gotta try your best to please your partner I'm sorry it's I just, agree it's, I agree with that I'm sorry that
1: it's no excuses for this guy okay 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 so the next the next question the final question is what would your life look like as seen through the eyes of your former lovers? What would your life look like? Yeah,
2: my life. To... Oh, oh, let you go first on this one cuz I don't even know what that question's all about. That's a tough
1: one. To, to anyone, my life would look a little absurd that I <laughs> <laughs> have a sex have a sex have a podcast. podcast
2: with your mother. No, that would not look I'm a look clown.
1: Absurd.
2: <laughs> that wouldn't look absurd at all. That, a... <laughs> that you went to Stanford and got a great job and now are, are a clown
1: and thank you. <laughs> So I think regardless of whether they were my former lovers or not, I think they would think that something's going, something's a little wacky here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. And I would say that most of mine would say she's insane. Okay. Look what she's doing with her life. Yeah. She's talking about sex. With
1: her son. With her son. She's not got an sex own with YouTube her son, channel
2: but- about sex.
1: What's going on in that brain of hers and how is she only had sex 20 times? You can find Kira's incredible book at the list by cura that will be in our show notes and now on to one of our favorite parts of the show our our, reviews our our review of the week we love when you guys leave us reviews and mother you want to read one
2: yes this one is by phil the car guy he says this episode was a lot of fun to listen to you must have a
1: great relationship off camera thank you phil and we do we do have a great relationship yeah. off camera. Yeah. We we love it when you guys communicate with us. You can talk to us right now at YesTextMom. mom. That that's our phone number. You can leave us a voicemail or text us. Yes text mom. Just add us to your contacts. It was very it's very easy. We would
2: love it. And we'd also love a five star review on iTunes. And share it with a friend. Oh, that would be
1: a great call too. And if you really love us
2: <laughs> and you really want to help us, but and also if you really want to get the inside scoop because we are putting up I mean, almost uh, fairly often we're putting up little snippets and un...
1: Do you know I hate this part where we have to ask our audience for for things and you make it so goddamn long. Okay,
2: well, I'm... Okay, so let's... Let's just cut to the chase. Patreon dot com slash sex talk with my mom is a way you could support us, and we put uh content on there that has never been seen before.
1: This is this is a free podcast. We make it with our own free time. And, and uh if you if you'd like to support us, it would be very much appreciated. Right. So patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom.
2: And we do get excited. On
1: to the show.
2: And what a show it is. And let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the Oh eroticismies, stay
1: tuned. Kira, cheers! Welcome to the show.
0: Hey guys, uh, it's a pleasure.
1: We're so excited to have you. Your book is unbelievable. It's amazing. <laughs> it's it's hot. It's sexy. Yeah. It's relatable. So you were actually going to these women's houses and men. Yeah. <laughs> and men and. And and photographing them in a lot of them are nude pictures.
0: Yeah, you know what the interesting part was. I never tried to sexualize it in any way. I was just playing off the dynamic that the women were bringing. So if some of them are more sexual than others, that's completely something that the women wanted to explore. And I think they they really enjoyed the experience. Like they found it thrilling. And I'm I haven't photographed faces um, at all, so it's completely anonymous. And I felt think they felt really uh, like liberated by the anonymity of the project.
2: So how many men and women did you actually interview? How many were on the list? I know you didn't use all of them for the book.
0: Right. There was 38 people on the list, and about half of them agreed to chat with me.
1: And you had hooked up with this guy before, right?
0: Yeah. So we dated uh, like very briefly, just like casual sex. And, uh, and then and he went away for a while, and he came back, and then we just became friends. Um, so it was like a couple of years after we dated that I started the project.
2: Wait, so you're on the list.
0: Yeah, I'm number 19 on the list. So <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the only face you see in the whole project is mine. I felt like I could expose myself.
1: Oh, I was like, oh my God, that person is definitely not anonymous. Like I yeah. see this person that, and that's you.
0: That's me. Yeah.
2: I caught on that cam. I don't know how you missed that. A little
1: how did you miss that? I de- definitely missed it. I was like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> That's cool. I mean, it was reading this book. I, first of all, I I was like, "I'll give it a glance, and, and maybe we'll have a fun conversation." And then I got totally sucked in.
2: I felt like a huge voyeur. Yeah, yeah, it, in a good way.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that uh, I've been like really trying to like communicate that to people that. It's not just about the sexy photos. There's this double narrative that runs throughout the entire book. You know, it really is a story. You get to know him, but also I've adopted this role as the narrator. So you also get to see the story through my eyes as I go back and meet all of the women and go on my own journey.
1: What was it like for you meeting the women he had hooked up with?
2: Oh, as the narrator. I love the name, the word narrator. (laughs) The way you say narrator is so damn
0: cute. (laughs) Uh oh, yeah. Um, you know what? It was wild because, you know, I meet these women. I-, I met a couple of the women for coffee first, but, you know, 99% of the time, the first time I would meet them is when I turned up on their doorstep. And um, and then we'd go straight into their bedroom and start talking about sex and and they'd be <laughs> revealing you know, all these intimate details about themselves. But you could
2: get away with it because of the project. I mean, you couldn't probably do this with like just any old person on
1: the street. But it's because of the project you were able well, to go right to the meat of the matter. Hold on, let her talk. I want to. I mean, was it awkward to?
0: You know what? No, I don't think it was. It was ever awkward. Um, but I definitely got a sense of. Um, manipulating the women at certain times you know, like really like adopting a certain role to make them feel like more comfortable I definitely tried to like emulate the experience of talking to just one of your girlfriends um not to say that it's that hard really to get women to talk about their their exes um so I think like what I definitely like because we were sitting in their their bedrooms like it kind of felt like this intimate environment to have this type of conversation anyway
1: I did. I felt like at times you were. I was like, "Oh my god, this she is good at getting what she wants out of these women." Like it, it did seem like you were manipulating them at times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did, how did you feel about that?
0: Um, I mean to be to be honest, I really like loved a lot of the women um, that I met. So I I don't want to feel make it sound like I was taking advantage of them, but. Definitely, as a photographer, um, getting people to feel comfortable and vulnerable in front of me or the camera is something that I'm used to. Um, but you know, there were times that I just, you know, the connection wasn't natural, and I and I had to adopt a character. And it's kind of thrilling, you know, like to to play a role to to get what I want. And you know, what, what does I,
2: that mean? Adopt a character. How do you do with that? I mean, what, what kind of characters are you adopting?
0: Um, no, it's just more. Um, yeah, I just, I can be what they want me to be in the moment to make them feel comfortable. I mean, I mean, don't don't you feel like people do that when they're dating all the time? It was just like having a date.
2: Oh, wow. I thought it was like a sales interview.
0: Maybe (laughs) a combination of both. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So did you feel any jealousy or how did you feel meeting these women?
0: Oh, no, no jealousy at all. Um, I was, I actually felt, uh very grateful to the women for opening their doors and, and letting me do the project at all. Personally, like this, I, I didn't really have a connection to the project. I definitely viewed it under more of a, like a professional lens.
2: Did you see a change in this character? Um,
0: so definitely. did you
2: see a change in Cause he's, he started at what age, like college age or even
1: was it high school? High school. I saw interviews from.
0: Yeah. His first um, girlfriend was when he was 16 years old um and uh, it's pretty heartbreaking um but yeah a huge change and not only uh as I was uh talking to these people and getting to know them but also as uh I was working on the project so he's kind of a bit he's shy and a little bit quiet um and so I think you know a lot of the girls at college were like, "Oh." he was the guy that all the girls wanted to sleep with and like, he had no clue that, that was the way it was in college. So like going back and hearing these testimonials from the women, I feel like I created this monster and like, he's mm-hmm. just, like really like, you know, kind of got out of control there for a while. Um, so and its he... just so they would be documented. So.
1: so was he, you, when you would go and do the interview and then you'd come back to him and tell him about the experience?
0: Yeah, I, w- I would, um, often touch base with him directly after the interview and then i work on my piece edit everything through and then send it through to him to read oh wow so so
2: was he like like completely on a different page than them no no pun intended
0: (laughs) um no just it just for some of the profiles not all the time a lot of the time like he he expected the criticism or the praise or or something like that but you know if it was me i think i would have taken it hard you know if i would have Started to like reevaluate myself, and um, and the criticism might have like really struck me. But for him, uh, he was unfazed. If anything, like I think I mentioned it that he enjoyed the negative reviews. You know, like he, I think he really loved the whole experience. Why?
1: Why did he? Why do you think he enjoyed those negative reviews?
2: I have my my own reasons in my head. I'm thinking.
0: Well, I would love to hear why you think. Um, He enjoyed them because I'm not sure I have a clear idea.
2: I got this feeling and I might be completely off base that he had a little bit of a narcissistic side to him.
0: Oh, no, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Yeah, no, the appeal for him is definitely comes from a narcissistic place. um, 100%. Um, But I think that he's just quietly confident in himself. And um, and, and I think also the, the negative reviews you have to take them with a grain of salt, you know, yeah. not all of them, like some, some women, it's just a point in their life. Uh, maybe they're projecting their feelings and it's not always an accurate description of who he is or what their encounter was like.
1: I could also imagine getting negative reviews about my sexual experiences. Uh, it, it would make me so uncomfortable that I- I might want to escape by thinking it's funny or cool or something like that. It could have been a defense mechanism for him.
0: Right? Yeah, very well. Could have been. He's actually in a very serious relationship now, and and I wonder if this was this whole review system. Um, it came almost at the end, directly at the end of the project. Um, he oh, started wow. this this very serious relationship. In fact, um, when I first sent him a copy of the book, um, they read it together.
1: So. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. How old is he now? Um, he's 28 now, so he's still pretty young.
1: Do you do, do, how you said it, he changed over the course of it? So can you describe us to us a little more how how he changed? Did he become more generous in bed? Is what I'd like to know.
0: Oh yes, he became more generous in bed. Um, <laughs> this was a conversation that I actually had with his uh, his girlfriend very recently. Um, I think that it came that was one of the things that came up so many times. Um the women really like called him on it that um I think uh you know, he's uh he's changed his ways or his sexual habits, which is fantastic, you know.
2: It it totally is because Ooh. I just that one scene with the um the oh shit! is this gonna kind of spoiler alert if I talk about one of the no, scenes no, 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 go for it. extremely hot scene when uh, it was like the group sex scene with the yeah. um, the guy's name was Justice and I oh my god, you it's I was like in love with justice <laughs> <laughs> justice just sounded like such an amazing, great guy. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. He was very giving in that experience and yeah, yeah. K and letter K seemed like it was all about letter K.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. And, um, and I, I a lot of the women complained about that, that it was really all about like his gratification, what he was getting out of the experience.
1: Totally. And it, it seemed like, uh, Do you you think it was just his lack of awareness or do you think that he's just, he was aware but he didn't give a fuck?
0: Um, I think it was a little bit of both. I think think it could have been inexperience. You know, a lot of the women we were talking to, he was really young, you know, at the time when they were going out. So I think it's something that comes with like sexual maturity when you become more interested in um, pleasing your partner.
1: Did you make it through the whole list?
0: I I did. Um, uh, the list is like far longer. So at some point uh, he because he kept adding people to it. So because <laughs> oh. um, it's a spreadsheet that he's he's kept a spreadsheet. So he updates it all the time. It's, it's crazy that he did that from day one. It's just so bizarre.
1: It never would even dawn on
2: me to do this. I mean, I do keep um, a mental list in mine, but. <laughs> I, I have a list, but it's mental, isn't And I don't even know some of their last names.
0: Oh, no. My gosh. Uh, halfway through the project, a friend challenged me, and he said, if you're going to do this project, you really have to do your own list. And, um, I mean, it was it was daunting. And and I can remember I did it the first time, and I was like, okay, I feel good about that. And then over the next week, like, these names and these people that I had forgotten, like, kept coming to me at, the, at these, like, different times, and I felt really bad, you know, for forgetting them wow yeah what is what
2: is the defining character of the list though i always think about that as well because like if if you did like everything but penetration it didn't make the list is that what the the line is it it had to be penetration
0: yeah it had to be penetration to make the list
2: oh my goodness so cam (laughs) cam talk more about how you'd feel about making this list
1: i i think i'd be able to figure it out pretty easily if you give me a day or so but like my list is pretty short. (laughs) <laughs> relative to this guy's this guy's got huge numbers
2: i don't know i don't well, really think that's. it's not that big you said it's 38 total or is that 38 plus the ones he just started adding recently
0: no 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 38 total at the time it's like twice as long now but yeah um, oh my god yeah but uh you know i i don't think it's that abnormal for someone in their 20s in new york Um, Right,
2: exactly. That is the one night stand capital of the world, I think. Yeah, least the United States.
0: Absolutely. We're in the age of Tinder now and dating apps. And, and he's kind of like an an introverted guy. So he does really well um, with dating apps. You know, it's like an easy way for him to, like, make introductions and um, present himself, I think.
1: Did it give you a different perspective on casual sex or the role of sex in your life?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, You know, I don't think so. i I've done a project before the list called Tinderella, um, where I, I, I that. documented. so adorable. Yeah. Tinderella. What a cute name. Yeah. Um, so over the course of two months, I went on 17 first Tinder dates and I documented my dates, um, and photographed them at the end of the, our, um, our evening. Um, and it became, it was a social commentary about how we connect in a digital world. And so I feel like through I learned a lot through that project about dating and sex um and and about what I wanted and other people wanted so I feel like um that was kind of like that that was a good launching pad for the list you know um I guess and that's kind of where the inspiration came from as well
1: So so casual sex remains there's a place for it
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that as long as people um, are safe and uh, respectful, then I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with casual sex.
1: So when you said that he he gained some confidence from this project and and started sleeping with a bunch more people. Yeah. Basically, he was just going online and and finding people to have sex with.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I guess he was also exploring. I think that was just a time of his life when he was doing that. Um, he had the, like, we have the group sex encounter that number 37 and number 38. Um, so I'm I
2: think telling he, you, that was a hot one, guys. If you're yeah. listening, 37 and 38, that <laughs> did it for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, do you know he um, he actually uh, has read that to dates as, like, four <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
1: my god! I, I could, it
2: was, it's very good foreplay. It's great for fantasy. Right. But I gotta the the interesting thing about that date or uh, that group sex encounter. There was a lot of stuff that was interesting. But right. the the I think it was thirty eight got or thirty seven. Which one got very upset with him when he made fun of her when they went out to get sandwiches?
0: Yeah, number thirty seven. It's a really oh, interesting yeah. encounter.
2: I thought that was so telling because he didn't seem to give a shit that her feelings were being hurt and he was making fun of her. And then she had a hard time switching gears when the group sex thing happened because she kept thinking about it. She tried to get back into it, but that that whole thing was like a, that's why I thought this guy kind of does have this narcissistic quality that I don't think is even going to end even if he's in a two-year relationship now. That's just my own, that's my... My own little uh, no, judgment. Little judgment. No, no, Okay, I apologize for judging you, Kay. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, that one encounter kind of like got to me, but it, it, I, I guess she was over it when they went. Oh, and then it went even worse. Well, I forgot about what happened next at the party. Okay, too much spoiler alert. You guys got to read the book.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think that that particular example is a really interesting um, comment on women. Um, and sexuality, and how like your interaction will influ- one will influence the other, um, I actually thought that was a really interesting part about the book. Um, you know it is a story about growing up and about central character, but also it opens up a really interesting conversation about female sexuality so um, i i 've talked about it before, but this because I was having these anonymous conversations, I felt that the women were really. Um, Really open with me, and and we have this dialogue about women just going out to find sex, and I don't think we hear that a lot in society. You know, it's always about, like the like the men are going out on the hunt, but I think in this uh, post digital dating world, you know, women are being much more sexually aggressive.
1: Totally, that has definitely been what we found in our podcast as well.
0: Right.
2: A- another thing, and, and just we'll finish off that topic, but back to the what I said about what set the tone when he made fun of her and she was having a hard time switching gears. And I think, I don't know, maybe are women more easily bothered by something that could happen prior to the sex and having a harder time letting it go than men are able to just switch gears. Naked body. I can fuck anybody. I, I, I'm, I'm just guessing.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think there's, especially in a group sex situation, I think that she probably already felt vulnerable I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I want to say that women are more vulnerable than men, but perhaps in that situation where it was group sex and it was a little bit out of normal, I think that it, that could be true.
1: I, I think that it totally depends on the person because I, I could imagine myself being upset by that uh, sandwich experience. Someone making <laughs> fun of my sandwich order and me being like, fuck this person. I don't want to have sex with this. Yeah, and it's hard to yeah, switch gears.
0: Yeah, definitely. As I, I, I think I say that at the end. I feel that they were all really consumed in their own experience, and it was about it was about the act and the experience of having group sex, and not so much, I think, about the people. Um, I think if that was a one-on-one dating experience, she would have probably ended the evening and gone home. Um, but because there were more people involved, it, it was more about the experience. Uh, I think she was eventually able to let that.
1: where should i buy sex toys where should i buy sex toys we all want to know where to buy sex toys and we have the answer for you it's called discreetadultlife.com. dot com, by the way. Discreet is spelled D I S K R E T. Okay, this is the best place to buy sex toys because they choose only the finest, highest quality sex toys. They take them very seriously, and a take- very
2: limited amount. They don't overwhelm you like some of these superstores do. You know, you know, oh, into I, that. You know
1: how I, indecisive I get when I walk into a goddamn superstore. I
2: happen to glance over the front page of Discreet and. I have 50% of their products.
1: You got so excited when you saw the front page. I couldn't believe it. Well, You almost poured water all over our microphones. This is the best part. They price match. Plus, you get 15% off when you enter promo code MOM, meaning this is the cheapest place to buy the highest quality sex toys. Is this unbelievable? It's a great deal, and it's great quality. It's it's a twofer. Go to discreetadultlife.com, enter promo code MOM. That's D-I-S-K-R-E-T, adultlife.com. your first encounter that you write about involves you as as part of a threesome.
0: Right. Yeah. What was that like? Oh, I mean that that she was the, uh, the first person I contacted on the list. And in fact, like I didn't even contact her. She contacted me. Um, and she was currently dating Kay at the time. Wait, why did she contact you? She contacted, he, uh, gave her my number and, um, And so, and he'd already told her about the project, and she was really excited to be involved. Um, So, and then she asked me for a threesome, and uh, you know, I felt pretty vulnerable because I mean, the other girls are anonymous, but I'm very exposed. You know, I'm the author, um, and and I wasn't sure I felt about that. I wasn't also wasn't sure about, you know becoming so involved in the story, even though I already was a part of it, um, I just wasn't sure how comfortable I felt about that. But in the end, I felt like uh, the experience would be fantastic and it would make for a good story. And and if the women were prepared to open themselves up and show that side to themselves, then I should be too.
2: You took it for the team.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Was that your first threesome? that That was my first threesome, yeah.
2: And would you recommend threesomes?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um I, as long as the dynamic is right, I think it's really important to get the dynamic right in uh, in threesomes, but um I'm attracted to men and women, so um you know it specifically works for me.
1: He he's done he's a lot of these pictures that you take. Were you reacquainting these people or were they
0: Yeah, no. Often I I would some of the women obviously maintain friendships. Um, with him so if any of the time he's in the photograph it's because they have some type of ongoing friendship or dynamic and um, often they would request it again that was never something that I forced on them that was something that just happened naturally Um, but there is one uh, I think it's I think it's number 10 Uh, she hadn't seen him in years but she'd recently moved back to New York and then after my interview they started dating again so I brought them back together
1: yeah, I re- I read that. Did, so was that a, a one-time thing, or was this a? Did you happen to reignite the flame for several of these relationships?
0: I think that I may have sparked something for a few of them.
1: Yeah. Oh my god!
0: Maybe we should do a project like this for you. <laughs> I just reignite all my old flames. is
1: the project. We literally have talked to almost everyone I've hooked up with.
2: Yeah, but none of them wanted to sleep with you again, or vice versa. Well.
1: Oh, actually no, that's and- not true. I think a couple of them did want to sleep with you again. <laughs> I think these conversations, you know, talking about sex with someone is such a rare thing, like in detail. You know Especially after the fact. After the right, fact yeah. that you start reliving it and it and it can bring you guys closer. I could I could have easily imagine this. Because those talks probably should have occurred beforehand
2: and right. they didn't. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Often the conversation never evol- the relationship never evolved to the point where they could have these conversations.
2: And he looked from the pictures like a dynamite
1: body. Does he work out a lot?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> no, um, he's an athlete, so he's in good shape.
1: So at one point you write, I, f- I, photographed her with her sex toys because according to her that's what he was to to me. Love that line too, by the way. But then you write, I almost believed her. Yeah. So what's going on there? You Who just, was the toy? So, so for our listeners, according to her, the person that that hooked up with Kay, he was just a, a toy to, to be used. But mm-hmm. it didn't seem like that to you, right?
0: You know, I I, I can't say for sure, um, but I felt that she was just putting on a front, and that was that was the narrative that she wanted to present to me.
1: There's something about this type of hooking up that – you know, I tried to actually have this these types of relationships this summer. I and I went to New York for this purpose.
0: Oh wow! How did you go? I uh, I
1: I hooked up with three different people.
0: Ah, Woohoo! Nice. How Thank long were you, you in New York
1: for? Uh, two months.
0: That's pretty two good. two and a half months. I think that's pretty good. No, I think that's pretty bad.
1: It's really bad. Uh, it's, yeah. And, <laughs> it's it's really bad. I, I mean, I I I didn't even use any of the apps. You know, I. Oh, I think
0: maybe that's good then. If you didn't <laughs> ask, then I. <laughs> but I think
2: I think, yeah, you weren't you weren't so- thrown out of bed or anything. You didn't attempt it, and and right,
1: yeah, you only attempted three times. Right, right, right. I I mean, but the point is that I I went to New York hoping to, to have this these casual sex interactions, and insta- right. I mean, I really did not make any effort, um, like any serious effort to do so. I think I'm very resistant to. These types of relationships um, maybe because they seem so superficial and that they can be just using each other for sex
0: right um, it, it depends on the person, but um they can get very boring, you know um very quickly yeah and I, I think that's that's what he found as well. I think that um you know he like sexual exploration um kind of got out of control at some point and he was seeing so many women that at some stage he started craving something differently and i think that's reflective in the fact that he's in a serious relationship now
1: it's did it did it change for you as well i mean what's your relationship with this
0: did it how did it change my view on relationships Mm -hmm. um well i'm married now so um are you monogamous no we're not monogamous um But I, uh, yeah, you know, for me, I think it was, again, it wasn't through the project, the list, but perhaps after Tinderella it was such an intense experience. I'm going on so many dates in such a short period of time. I just had no interest in that afterwards. Um, and I went offline and, um, eventually met my husband in, in person.
1: How did you choose not to remain monogamous with him?
0: I guess we've always had an open conversation in regards to our sex life, and as I mentioned, you know I'm also attracted to women, so we already had that dynamic and then like we as the more we explored, it seemed like um a natural step'
2: very mature and probably <laughs> gonna you'll know, probably have the longest marriage of anybody because you're so open and honest and
0: Yeah, jealous. It's such a relief to let go of all the jealousy and realize that it doesn't have to be that way. You know,
2: yeah, it's been really nice. So do you guys like go out and and tell each other about the different dates or whatever you call them, your encounters? Or are they always with each other? Or how does that work for you guys?
0: We don't go looking for it as much. It's more if if it happens naturally. Like we're free to explore it. Predominantly, we date women together. So we uh, we usually have a third, a girlfriend that we we date as a couple.
1: Talk about alternative lifestyles. Love it. That's <laughs> awesome.
0: It's you know, it's not alternative in New York, like I think that a lot of people are living their lives that way now.
1: Yeah, I in, in LA too. I was at a bar recently. I, I guess it was several months ago, but I I saw three people sitting next to me, two girls and a guy. And one of <laughs> what both girls are very cute and I was like, "Oh, maybe one of them is single. I can I can, you know, try to meet whoever is you know, left out. So <laughs> like an, the third wheel. So like, like an idiot, I, I just opened the conversation with, so is this a threesome? And they were like, yes, it is. Get the fuck out. To fuck out. I'm like, wait, is, are you for real? Oh, you're real. Wait. And then I, of course I was like, wait, can you come on the podcast? I would love to chat with you about this. And they were really offended. They were like, well, no, we are not a spectacle. You don't, you, you don't get to just, you know, it, it should just invade you our is, threesome. Would you ever see a couple and ask them to come on the podcast? And I'm like, no, but you have to acknowledge that this is a little, <laughs> it's a little unusual relative to normal relationships. You were having
2: like a little debate.
1: Yeah. I was really unwanted and I immediately <laughs> left the bar afterwards.
2: But I appreciate you, you know, thinking about the the, the, podcast the podcast came first. Yeah. The podcast always comes first, just like your project.
0: Yeah. I think anytime I've taken out a woman by myself, we're always harassed by men throughout the our entire evening, so they're probably just sick of it. At yeah, that totally. Edge. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I apologize to I apologize to them, and you know. So, did you find when with when you were doing this project that women would have the same sort of? Did you have resistance when you tried to interview them at all?
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, it was it was usually the one night stands that didn't want to talk to me because I think. Uh, they had no connection to, to him. Um, uh, and, it, and some of the women, although I tried to reiterate that the project was entirely anonymous, were still, um, nervous. And, um, and I think that cause that's the way that, uh, women are used to viewing like sex, you know, they don't want to talk about it publicly. Um, they don't want that information to get out and to mix with their, um, their professional lives. Um, so I definitely had resistance on that end. Um, but of the women that I spoke to, because it's really important to me that they wanted to be involved in the project, but the only one I guess was number one. And, um, it was pretty sure like a bad experience for me and her. Um, and, and I think it really had nothing to do with, with him, um, or the interview, but really just talking about a life she'd left behind. Uh, I think, uh, it was more about, um, because they dated when she was sixteen, it was about you know reliving a childhood that she was happy to leave. I think she felt like she owed him and um, and she should do the interview, but it wasn 't something she felt comfortable doing.
1: Wow Is there a main takeaway that you had from doing all of this work?
0: For me, it was interesting to have conversation around perspective on what your perspective might be, might be very different to the the way they felt. If you interviewed all the people in your life, like what person, who would you be? And so there's this balance between perspective versus reality. And that was the most interesting part for me.
1: That sticks out to me as well. We did an interview with someone I hooked up with on our show and we had such different sexual encounters, like very different experiences about this one night we had together and it's so rare that you get that insight to to see that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, especially when your encounter is brief. Um, right. You could be having two completely different conversations, you know, and never know.
1: Yeah. Do you think that these conversations need to take place more often or is this, you know, I'm not,
0: uh, I definitely think that more of an open dialogue in relationships is healthy and certainly, I've had uh, a lot of people offer their own lists, <laughs> but in some cases, I don't know if you need to look back. You know, often I feel like you can learn from the experiences in the moment and move on. Certainly, for me, I don't feel that I necessarily need to look back or dredge up the past. I learned whatever I needed to from my relationships, and I move forward. At the
1: end of your book, oh, yeah. you uh, you you leave like a page for what is your list.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, Why did th- you choose to do that? Uh, for A couple of reasons. Um, I would like the exhibition to can take on a whole new life. So I would love people to email me their lists um, and they can um, be added to the project. I really want to have an exhibition in New York over the summer. Um, and so I can exhibit these these new lists because it really is – a conversation opener and it's just as much as much about the reader as the content you're reading.
2: It's so funny cuz sometimes I'm I'm not kidding you, instead of counting sheep, sometimes I go through a list in my head to make myself go back to sleep. Oh my I god. I swear to god, I try to get the order. No way. Uh, oh yeah. I'm not lying to you. I go through my list. It's oh. not that extensive, so I hopefully fall asleep pretty quickly.
0: Wow, I mean I mean that that would i that would have the opposite effect on me i would start like overthinking <laughs> each situation dwell on one person more than the other
2: yeah yeah i it's mostly so i could just like um memorize it it's not really to, to evaluate because if i did i'd probably get like nauseated at a couple of them right um but uh i want to know about your would you ever sleep with Kay again or are you, are you still sleeping with him right now for all you know it? Uh,
0: no. Um, we've been, you know, we haven't been sexual in years now. And he's such a close friend. And I, I just feel like the relationship evolved um, and we're just not there. It's pretty
1: fascinating that he, you, you think of him as such a close friend.
0: Yeah. I, I think that we became uh, better friends as I did the project. I mean, I know so much about him. You know, I've met right. so many people that have have passed through his life.
2: You're and, like a psychiatrist.
0: Yeah. And I've had so many, like, surrounding conversations with him. Um, I also really appreciate the support in my work. You know, um, he was, he did a lot of work with the project as well, you know, like, helping making introductions and, and all of that. So, uh, I guess I'm really appreciative to him for uh, um, letting me use his life for my own work.
2: All right, don't tell him what I said about his future as a relationship. Right now, I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> you I take take backs. I'm sure you're going to be riding off into the sunset with your oh, new woman. Yeah. Oh my you're god! Not at all. I didn't mean any of that. About what I said, uh,
0: No, no, no. It's fine. It's very easy to vilify him um, as the project. It's not long. vilify.
2: I just didn't feel like I didn't get a and I, uh, I did miss a few of the chapters, so maybe I missed these particular ones. But I didn't get this feeling that he was overly concerned with pleasing this any woman, and I have a big problem with that. But yeah. that's just the only thing I'm saying. And, and I hope he's learned and decided to become this generous lover with his you know girl he's with now
0: i you know but that's a that's a totally a fair comment um but i think that's the interesting part i think three quarters of the way through the book you really hate him you know he comes off as a <laughs> complete asshole and uh and then you meet like his his first girlfriend number one and then i think the narrative changes and then um i don't want to give too much away but the last profile um is very different and definitely shows a different side to him
2: yeah, you- I, I I missed that one, so I'm gonna go back and read that.
0: Oh, that's the best part of the book because it changed oh. everything that you you originally thought. You know, you have to go back Perfect. and question it. That's, that's see, that's, I
1: I apologize. So but. I will I will say, uh, my experience with the book was that okay. So you reached out to us to try to connect and 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 you know talk have a little chat, mm-hmm. and I I researched you and I found that we had a mutual connection. And I reached out to the mutual connection to find out about you, and this mutual connection was the last profile in your book. No freaking way!
2: Are you kidding me, Kim? She told Ah. me. Oh my god, I got shivers. Holy shit! And you did you you have uh, sex with her?
1: No, 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 no. That would have been even better. Well, here's what was weird. So I reached out to her to say, "What's this girl's deal?" It it,
2: meaning Kira.
1: Yeah, what's Kira's deal? And she's like, "Oh, she's so sweet." She just she just interviewed me for this book that she's doing. <laughs> and she told me about it. And she 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 literally said I was just on a plane listening to your podcast and then I got this message from you asking about oh, wow. Kira. It it's uh it was a very weird coincidence. But, and she's
2: the one I didn't get a chance to read. Yes.
1: She wow. it was wild. And so I know her. She's such a sweetheart. And she she totally reading that profile completely changed the way I viewed K because yeah. I was kind of vilifying him in my mind. And then I was like, Oh my God, she's vouching for him. Yeah. He must be a decent guy. Yeah. Talk about yeah. six degrees of separation cam. Holy cow. You're like oh Kevin gosh. Bacon or something. What? So bizarre, right?
0: It's such a small world. That's amazing. It's um, a small Facebook yeah, world. It does send you for a complete spin when you read the last profile because, and, and that's kind of what I meant. Like, you, you know, when you meet somebody, you judge them based on your interaction with them, however brief. But people are complicated, and everyone's going through different things at different times of their lives. So I'm
2: glad right. I am glad
1: I wasn't in that book.
0: Oh no.
2: The,
1: <laughs> there there is a uh, there's an interesting story that I have from Alan Watts, who is this big. He, he was a British guy who brought Eastern philosophy to America. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about how he wishes he could be at his funeral at his own funeral. Cause he'd look out at a sea of people and he'd realize that everyone was there for a different person. Meaning that right. they all met him in a different place in his oh, life.
0: Wow. I guess shivers was again, again, yeah. that is
1: really profound cam and what a perfect
2: interjection at this point of the interview.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's exactly it. Like, the The k that um i I heard these women tell me about um, changed at different points in his life um, even um, you know you can tell that he can be romantic and vulnerable when you start to hear about you know his first um his first girlfriend and And that person, like, comes out again later in the book. So it is very different versions of the one person that you meet throughout the project.
2: I have one other question. So your parents obviously know about this project. Are they supportive?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Um, My dad uh, ordered a copy of the book for him and all his friends. and, And he loves, like, going to dinner parties and telling all the bored housewives about The sex project I do, and they love it. Um, So, yeah, definitely full support there.
1: We always end our interviews with the same question, which is, have you ever walked in on a parent having sex or vice versa?
0: Oh, my God, no. I, I (laughs) I, I walked in on my brother having sex with his girlfriend. I don't actually think they know that. And that was dramatic <laughs> enough. So
1: I. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on and sharing this with us. How do people find and uh, will you plug your work so that people can find
0: you? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to the website, it is um uh, and you can buy a copy of the book. You can also go to my main website, kirachears.com, or follow me on Instagram. But buy the book and read it. It's not just the sexy pictures. There's a whole story there. We'll
1: have a link in the show notes to your book. Yeah, I highly um, recommend everyone check this out. It is such a journey.
2: And you know what? It's great. It's a it's like a coffee table book. You know, I unfortunately read the PDF, but I mean, it's a nice thing to put out there, like next to yeah. like Madonna's book and all the other cool. <laughs> <Madonna's book. laughs> i'm sure a lot of people have those still hanging around but no it's just a cool book to have out it's a definite great conversation piece
0: right yeah i'd agree thanks guys it's been a pleasure
1: it's been a real
2: pleasure oh my god thank, god. You, thank you so much we loved it